0: Welcome back to Auntie Please, where we are everything you want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I'm Shia, and with me
1: is... Lama! In this episode, we're going to be exploring the history of virginity and demystifying all the questions in relation to the acclaimed indicator of virginity, the hymen. Notice how it's being tied, you know, towards vaginas and no such indicators for the penis. Anyway... Trigger warning for this episode, there are graphic mentions of sexual assault and domestic violence. So please listen at your own pace and caution. So what is virginity and what are virginity tests? Let's talk definitions. So
0: virginity is defined as the state of a person who has never engaged in sexual intercourse. Simple, right? However, typically, when talking about virginity, people think penis-to-vagina penetration. This is a very heteronormative view on what sex is. Heteronormativity is the belief that heterosexuals, predicated on the gender binary, is the default, preferred, or normal mode of sexual orientation. It assumes that sexual and marital relations are more fitting between people of the opposite sex. What about people who are gay, lesbian, bisexual, or pansexual? These are people who may never have penis to vagina sexual intercourse, but engage in oral and anal sex. Where do they fit in in terms of virginity? This also makes you think about the definition of sex and what that looks like for you versus others. Essentially, what you consider as sex is completely up to you. Now back to virginity. Don't get it twisted though because virginity is a social construct, similar to many other concepts like gender. There is no set way to measure whether someone is a virgin or not, which is what makes it so contentious. Most of the times, we are told you lose your virginity when you have sex for the first time, but it implicitly assumes vaginal penetration by a penis for virginity to be rightfully gone. It's so bizarre to me because oral sex is still considered sex. You can still have a finger inserted.
1: Yeah, it's different, isn't it? The concept of virginity is all based on perception with no medical or scientific backing. So, then how in the world are virginity tests conducted? Sometimes it's the laxity or size of someone's vaginal opening through a two finger vaginal insertion, or sometimes it's the intactness, quote unquote, of the hymen by looking at its size or if there are any tears. The common denominator between all methods of testing really is the false belief that there is a specific appearance of genitalia that demonstrates if sexual intercourse has occurred. I think this vague definition makes it confusing for young people starting to explore their sexuality, and also blurs the line of our understandings of what constitutes a sex. I was chatting to a friend and she mentioned how she, like, abided by, you know, the typical definitions of virginity. There could be a good five different instances where she could have, quote-unquote, lost her virginity. Because sometimes, the first time you try to have penetrative sex doesn't always go as planned. You know, shit happens. Neither of those times, though, did she bleed, even though she may have been in slight discomfort. Bleeding is not a sign of prior virginity either. It's actually, usually, a form of sexual trauma. And yet, this is an expectation in a lot of communities around the world, particularly in the Middle Eastern and Arab communities. In my late teens, there were always stories of young girls not wanting to lose their virginity, so they engaged in anal sex instead of vaginal penetration. Like babes. Babes, please. Clearly, the concept of virginity isn't stopping people from having sex, only causing them a sense of guilt or shame after the act itself. So why keep holding on to it?
0: You tell me, Lama, I have no clue.
1: So, big
0: question. Is the hymen an indicator of virginity?
1: So short answer, no. And long answer, (laughs) also no. (laughs) Dr. Jennifer Hunter, author and OBGYN, explains why. As she puts it so aptly, The hymen is a leftover collection of cells that typically partially occludes the vaginal opening. Many mammals have hymens, humans, dogs, cats, camels, elephants, etc. So if this were for marriage or a social construct of virginity, then other mammals would not have them. The hymen is more rigid at birth and provides more covering for the first three years to keep urine and feces out of the infant vagina, which is very sensitive to irritants. When most children become continent, coincides with the time the hymen starts to take on different shapes and flexibility because basically evolution no longer cares. So this highlights the true function of the hymen and all of its biological function is. Essentially, the hymen It's like baby teeth. It served a biological purpose for a narrow developmental window, and then when no longer needed, it's kind of discarded, you know? 50% of sexually active teens do not have a disrupted hymen. The hymen is often very flexible. Sometimes we have hymens that cover most of the vaginal vault. Sometimes it's moon-shaped. Sometimes it's got multiple holes. And sometimes we don't even have it all together.
0: Yep. I think that it's absolutely ridiculous that doctors as medical professionals aren't doing their part in this. Obviously, not all doctors, but I'm referring to those who perform virginity testing. If you're a medical professional, surely you'd know and explain to someone who comes in asking for a hymen check that it is not legitimate. It's interesting because you realize that there is a relationship between your health and well-being and a misogynistic patriarchal culture that aims to yet again police women's bodies and this is one of the many ways that it's seen in the medical field research articles have tackled this topic time after time discussing the necessity of these tests and the harmful effects they have a systematic review conducted in 2017 concluded that from 1252 studies that the Hyman method is not a reliable or accurate method of virginity testing In addition, they've reported that virginity testing causes added physical, psychological, and social harm. There are various ethical considerations to be made with virginity testing, and I'll try to make this quick because there is a lot. Firstly is the necessity of the examination. Last time I checked, virginity is not a medical condition, therefore not a necessary medical procedure. Another ethical principle is non-maleficence. Performing a virginity test has many harmful effects, which include physical discomfort during the test, causing anxiety, depression, PTSD, especially if performed without a, the patient's consent. Possible social backlash if found that the hymen is not intact or never existed because the implication of that would mean that the patient is not a virgin, whether or not she actually was a virgin.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. There's also the violation of autonomy and informed consent, especially when a lot of the times these tests are administered before the patient gets an accurate medical sort of background about virginity testing and the concept of virginity itself. It's a violation of justice. Medically and ethically, it is known that virginity testing is discriminatory and a form of gender-based oppression.
0: Next is truthfulness and validity. Again, it's about how the hymen is not a valid indicator and the lack of communicating that to people involved is an ethical violation. While some professionals may be reluctant or do not wish to perform the test, there is another side to it all. Sometimes telling a patient and her family that virginity isn't a thing and explaining the biology of the hymen could potentially cause more harm than good. This is where cultural and individual considerations come into place. At the end of the day, medical professionals also have a responsibility for harm reduction. This is to ensure that in this case, whatever is or isn't being said is to ensure that the patient is not subjected to further psychological, social or even physical harm. Which can also result in not providing a test at all. So it is really tricky at the same time for medical professionals.
1: It's funny you mention the medical professionals and their role in perpetuating the myth of the hymen being a teller of virginity. It's most commonly the unmarried woman that is subjected to virginity examinations as a measure of their purity. And these tests, depending on the region, can be conducted by doctors, community leaders or even the police force. The tests are usually often without consent or in situations where individuals are unable to give consent. Certain communities in Rulu-Kwazulu-Natal in South Africa and Swaziland have performed virginity tests on school-aged girls, with the aim to deter premarital sexual activity and reduce HIV prevalence. In India, hymen examinations have been a part of the Sexual Assault Assessment for Female Rape Victims. Or in Indonesia, the exam has been a part of the application process for women to join the Indonesian police force. Like, I just... Mm. I can't, can't deal. Even parents play a huge role in policing their daughter's virtues, quote unquote. Remember that Ti interview where he proudly spoke about making his daughter go through hymen checks? No, you guys, no. Well, let us just play it here for you. Have the sex talk with your daughters. Have when we go. Which, by the way, your daughters are so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you so um, much. I'm sure I you mean, have your hands full. And, like, the other one's 18, so
0: she definitely knows oh, about and sex. Oh, But this I'm is just It's Deja, right? She's 18. Yes, right? Deja yes, is 18, just graduated high school now. She's uh, attending her first year of, of college, mm-hmm. figuring it out for herself. Uh, and, yes, not only have we had the conversation, Oh. we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height oh you go- okay <laughs> i'm done with you right now so you know, you know uh, do the you go with party. she's a prisoner yes i, yes, I go, with
1: her. Do you go with her somebody check on deja I go with her so the policing of our vaginas and our sexual activity is a form of violence against women this creates a fear in young women to uphold these standards of purity, which, by the way, only seem, only seem to fall as the vagina holder's responsibility. It begs the question, why are there no virginity tests for people with penises? Simple babes, it's because patriarchal values place women as the object and the cis man in the position of the subject, where there is something to be taken or lost from us to them when we have sex with them. Notice the language that we use surrounding this as well. deflowering the women, taking their virginity, popping their cherries. Mm -hmm.
0: Purity culture is a thing. I'm curious in seeing how this also intersects with gender roles and the double standards that are imposed on women. Because it is clear that these standards are reserved for just women. When you really think about it, isn't it quite ridiculous that in this day and age, we refer to women as pure, clean, or untouched if they're virgins and the fact that that is the standard for women with regards to their sexuality that's so last century it's not in season anymore guys (laughs) i understand when people talk about virginity and bodies in terms of cherishing it and respecting it and that we should think of our bodies as sacred. i agree 100 it's a form of self-love and self-care and all that but who said that losing virginity equals no self-respect or that having multiple sex partners is not respecting your body or that you're not cherishing your body Why can't the two both exist and be okay? It's when we attach these negative words to sex that lead us to believe that we don't love ourselves enough or that we don't respect our bodies enough It's simply not true And if anything, you're giving yourself more respect and cherishing your body more by giving it the pleasures of a life we believe in choice. If it is someone's choice to have multiple sex partners or to have premarital sex for the first time, why is that any of my business? Why is it any anyone else's business but the person involved? Who am I to tell someone what they should or shouldn't do with their bodies? Especially when it hurts no one. So really, just mind your own business.
1: Mm. As long as you're safe, that's all we care about. Did you know in 2018 many Egyptian, Egyptian protesters were subjected to virginity tests upon their arrest and were threatened with charges of prostitution if found to be not virgins? Women in Afghanistan were incarcerated for failing so called virginity tests. A young girl in 2018 was subjected to a virginity examination upon reporting her rape, even though this practice was outlawed in 2016 in Afghanistan itself. These tests are very traumatic for sexual assault survivors. They can cause pain and mimic the original act of sexual violence in itself, exacerbating the survivor's sense of disempowerment and causing re-victimization. The result of this unscientific test can impact upon judicial proceedings, often to the detriment of victims and in favor of the perpetrators, sometimes resulting in perpetrators being acquitted. In October 2018, the World Health Organization, UN Women and UN Human Rights issued a statement calling for the elimination of the so-called virginity tests. The statement noted that there is no scientific or clinical basis to virginity testing and that these examinations are a violation of human rights and reinforces stereotyped notions of female sexuality and gender inequality. But we've got still a long way to go.
0: It's crazy to me that that's happening in other parts of the world today. Just like gender and many other things, the concept of virginity is a social construct. That means that it was a shared assumption about a matter that no longer or never did really serve anyone but men in this specific case. According to some of the articles that I found, credibility unknown by the way. Firstly, there's the religious one with Virgin Mary as she is associated with being so pure because she's a virgin that God blessed her womb with Jesus. This was then redefined by patriarchal standards as men were looking for this as the standard to find the purest women to bear their children. Another explanation was that in medieval times, a woman's virginity was used as a paternity test of sorts to ensure that the child a woman was carrying belonged to only her spouse. Obviously, we know that that's not really an accurate measure. Let's not forget that because of all of this, Many women experience shame and attach shame to sexual pleasure. It's go- it goes as far as feeling ashamed of their own bodies even outside the context of sex. It makes them feel dirty or used or not worthy of pleasure or respect. Not worthy of being treated right by someone else and particularly men. And this idea that men are taking something from women really grinds my gears. Nothing is ever being taken away. There should be only the giving and receiving from both parties and I think this also plays into the taboo of seeing sex as pleasure. Because when you see it as pleasure for both parties involved, nothing is being taken from anyone. Nobody comes off as the victim or someone who has something to lose. It equals the playing field. Before, a more traditional understanding of sex is of course that the man enjoys it but women kinda don't. Let me tell you, if a guy knows what he's doing and if a And if a woman is able to communicate what she likes, then sorry to break it to you, but you'd have two people enjoying this experience. On another note, as a vagina owner myself, I certainly don't think that my honor and respect lies between my thighs. My honor and respect is dependent on the person that I am and how I treat other people. If I am fine with it, why aren't you? And if you are a vagina owner and you still feel the same way, then that's on you, I guess, for having your own internalized bias. And that also doesn't mean that you need to project your own insecurities onto others.
1: The obsession we have over a woman's sexuality and upholding archaic standards of purity also feed into issues like domestic violence and female genital mutilation. The second we think we have a say on someone else's autonomy, body, and what we think someone else should do with it, it's a game of power and control. This breeds the perfect environment for abuse, whether it's physical, psychological, or emotional. Honestly, I'd love to have a chat with a psychologist who specializes in gender-based violence. I know we both studied psych, but I don't think we're quite there yet with special uh, specialized knowledge like this.
0: Yeah, not there yet. But yeah, it would be interesting to talk about it. It's almost sad to think that people who still hold these beliefs about virginities and hymens are so desperate to hold on to nonsensical ideas and myths just to impose their power and oppress a whole gender. It's years of policing and misogyny to unlearn and relearn, years of assuming that women are the weaker sex, and then finding ways to seemingly confirm this argument.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes people just don't know any be- better either because no one has told them otherwise, you know? Anyway, we'd like to end this by asking you to take a moment to reflect on everything that we've said. By simply asking just why, questions, who, questions, you're already starting to debunk the stigma and biases you've had ingrained into you. I can't stress the importance of critical thinking and questioning everything. This may cause you to spiral here and there, but that's what Shy and I are here for. Maybe question your own biases and beliefs on women and the idea of virginity. Sex is what you defined it to be for yourself and whether you choose to wait until marriage to have sex, it isn't something to force onto another. And it's the same vice versa. Just because you may feel confident and empowered sexually doesn't mean we should be pressuring and grooming people to do something that they're not comfortable with. Something to think about. Yep,
0: definitely something to think about. But that's it for now. Heavy, right? We know. But don't stress, we got you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spotify and Apple iTunes at Auntie Peace. All references can be found in the transcript which you can find in our link tree found either in the show notes or on our Instagram page. You can also follow us individually at Natasha J. Lama and at Akshaya5 on Instagram. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye! Bye.